Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on out there? Um, welcome back to another episode of the Casey on the Beat show. Um, I know I haven't really been doing this um, as frequently as I should. I've actually been busy and tied up with a lot, so I haven't really had the opportunity to come through and uh, bless this. But I'm here today, so I'm blessed to be here to talk to you all today. Um, let me go ahead and give y'all all my handles for the uh, social media sites that I actually uh, have accounts with. Um, so you can reach me at Casey on the Beat on Twitter, SoundCloud, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Bandcamp, and Reverb Nation. And uh, basically, most of the ones like Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, and SoundCloud, they cover the music bases and the music that I produce and things like that. Um, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram, of course, you know, cover photos and things like that. Uh, and then uh, uh, Snapchat, it's, I'm pretty new to it, so I haven't really been putting up too much. And based on the look, looks of it, you can't really review someone's photos or someone's uh, uh, videos <laughs> but for a limited time. So I'll try to, you know take a look into that and, and, and figure it out and figure out how to, you know, really work it and use it to my benefits. Uh, also, you can reach me at the Casey on the B show at gmail.com. If you need to email me, if you have any questions or anything like that, or if you actually have any recommendations and things, I like to, you know, direct people there where they can, um, send me information. So you can, you know, check me out on that. Uh, also, you can check out my podcast show on iTunes at the Casey on the Beat show. So, you know, uh, just just look me up on that. Um, I, I got a couple of topics I want to discuss today. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get right to it. Uh, the first topic I really want to talk about is blending families. And how it you know it it affects the children, how it affects the adults, um, other family members, friends, and things like that. You know, um, because I actually you know I had a stepfather coming up, and I'm guessing you know being a child with a step parent, we never really know what the parent is actually going through. And we assume we know and we assume that, you know, the parent is, you know, fully happy and fully committed to everything until you find out later that, you know, they ran across some issues and things like that and they parted ways with your mom or dad, you know, based on things that you may have done as a child to affect them negatively to, you know, force them out. But as children, you know, we don't really understand fully how we affect the step-parent, you know. And, you know, when you, how can I say this? Because I'm trying to be politically correct. But when when you walk into a relationship with someone with children, you kind of have an expectation of that, other party that has the children to be a tad bit more responsible and, you know, with discipline and things like that. And and sometimes it don't work out like that. Um, and then you got to step into that role. And then, you know, it gets kind of difficult and awkward when it's not your child. So you're forced to actually, you know, uh, how can I say this? you're forced to step up and be somebody that, it, you know, it wasn't meant for you to be at that particular time in your life because when you take on someone else's responsibility, it's technically not yours, and you're trying to own it to the best of your ability, but, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. You know, 
the, the kid doesn't, you know, care too much for you. Uh, the opposite parent may feel like you're overstepping your boundaries or you're uh, being too controlling of the child. Now, this could go either ways. It can go positive. It can go negative. You know, I like to try to stay in a neutral lane because I've been a stepdad in a in, in many relationships, and I'm not one to really, you know, run from responsibility. You know, I, I have children myself, and I've actually never asked a woman to ever step up and be a parent to my children because, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately, they have a mom, and I just never looked at it like that to where a man can actually say to a woman, I need you to be a mother to my children. But you find so many situations and circumstances where the shoe is on the other foot and the man is expected to do what the other man didn't do. And it's it's kind of weird, you know, in a sense, because I understand that we are meant to lead, you know, as, as men. We're meant to lead with the power and, you know, the muscle of everything. And we're supposed to take care of everything. But a lot of times, you know, dealing with certain situations are actually our weakness, you know, where... I guess you want to say you step up to the plate, but then you get batted down. And let me try to stay neutral with this. What I mean by batted down is that you may feel like you're handling it the correct way, but your approach could be wrong. And I'm talking about when you're dealing with a child. Your approach could be wrong. Your tone could be wrong. Your attitude could be wrong. The timing could be wrong. Every Basically, we're put in a situation where, you know, I understand. All right, first of all, let me get this straight. There is a difference between men and women. And there's a saying that women don't know what they want and that men do. They say men are logical, women are emo- emotional, all right? But they it's, it's funny because a lot of times, like when you're talking about children, they make the mother, because I'm guessing they, they, you know, the studies and everything, you know, they look at animals and their habitat, and the mother's more protective or overprotective than the father is. But... In all reality, we're not animals. So you can't really compare a woman to a female lion, for example, or a female bear. You know, it's not the same concept. Because in that concept, a lot of times when you're dealing with animals, the father isn't the caregiver. The father doesn't go get the food. The father doesn't teach the young. So that's a, a, you know, a horrible comparison. So when you're with someone that has children, it's, it's like the mother is trying to be the mama bear, the mama lion, and anything the man do is deemed as negative. But again, let me go back to what I said originally. We're placed in situations and time. Number one, we have no control over. Number two, we're not prepared for. When I'm dealing with my 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 kids, for example, I have I have a total of ten because I have six step step kids. When I'm dealing with my kids, they understand me better. We have that connection where. I talk, they listen. Not all the time do they follow through with what I say. But there's no attitude given. There's no lip popping. There's no looking around. It's not. So when you meet someone that already has kids, and Lord forbid they have age on them, 
you get all of that. And if you've never dealt with a person that has children that's up in age, then, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking tragedy, man. Because you're accustomed to your own. And when you go start dealing with somebody else that's popping lips and, you know, getting an attitude, shaking their head and stuff, that shit can come across offensive, which would then, you know, lead to other things that you're not accustomed to dealing with. So then the next thing is, who's responsible for ensuring that the children stay in place? Because the last time I checked, it was said the man's job is to preach, protect, and provide, right? Now, it's also known that the man is the disciplinary, the mother is the caregiver. So, in that situation, child falls, bumps his knee, he bleeding, or she bleeding, and they run in the house to mommy. They don't go running to dad. They go running to mommy. But when the child do something wrong, the first thing a teacher or any other adult's going to say is, I'm going to tell your daddy. Now, that shit may work when they're your own kids, but when you're with a woman, let's say y'all live together, whatever the case may be, my scenario, you know, we live together. And the teacher say, I'm going to tell your dad, kid comes home, I get the call or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck? What did, why did you do this, this, that, that, that? And I go to discipline. And then everybody else got an attitude because of what I did. We done overlooked the fact that the child done did something wrong. And now me or whoever the person in that role is becomes the negative one. The child sees that, and then they know right off the break, you know, yo, I got this. This this dude can't do nothing to me because my mom are going to do whatever it takes to protect me. Because if she getting mad because he put his hands on me, he yelled at me, he screamed at me, whatever the case may be, however you choose to discipline that that stepchild, it, it comes back on you to bite you in the ass from the mother. Now, I'll say this. I've never had a female discipline my sons other than their mother because I never, you know, my, my, my kids, you know, fortunately knock on wood, they're, they're not those type of boys. So I never had to deal with them being disrespectful to a female. But... It's, on the flip side of it, I look at the news constantly and I look at and see how these dudes are killing these little kids, their mama dating the man and the, the child coming to the house and they get smart with the man and all this and the man end up hitting them and killing them. Now my thing is, okay, it's wrong. It's wrong. You don't, you don't hit a kid to the point where you kill him. I'm going to admit to that. But what in the hell are these women teaching their kids? Because if a child is going to say to a man, I don't have to do what you say. You're not my father. You're not my daddy. You're just my mama boyfriend. This, 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 this. What respect are you instilling in these children? If not none. Because no child should be talking to an adult that way. Because I know when I was young, and I'm dead ass serious on this. When I was young, if I went outside and Miss Jones saw me outside pissing on somebody's car tire, she going to snatch my ass up, whoop my ass, and go tell my mama she did it. And you know what? My mama not going to do nothing about it. Because I had, I had no business doing that. But the children of the day, 
they'll grow up in your house and just straight disrespect you in your house. And it's like, I understand a lot of these young parents that, that I'm guessing wasn't born in the 70s or whatever the case, they, they let these children run ragged. And they never say anything other than get out of my face, you're grounded, I'm going to take this from you, you can't watch this, you can't get on the internet. I mean, come on. I'm in a situation right now where we, it, we had a situation where we've taken everything from the children and they, the, the shit didn't change anything. Because I think today's child, they don't care about that shit. I don't even know if they care about anything. And I'm, I'm being straight honest. You know, when I look at the news or I look at Instagram or Worldstar and I see, you know, these children just acting like animals. I say to myself, what are the parents teaching them? What what in the hell is going on from household to household that in Chicago, for example, you got children jumping, jumping, grown people sitting on a park bench minding their business. Now, that's that's crazy. There's no way, no snowball's chance in hell as a child. I would have ever raised my hand to no grown ass man or woman walking the street, minding their business. Now, if I had beef with you, you know, I had a rough upbringing. So, you know, I was raised back in the 80s and shit when it was drug this and drug that and kill this and kill that. I mean, I'm from D.C. That's how it was. But, you know, if you had beef with somebody that was happening, so happened to be an adult, let's say you sold them drugs or something, you know, allegedly, then and they didn't give you the money, then you I, you did what you had to do. But your average Joe walking the street that you didn't know, don't know you, you didn't go putting your hands on them. You didn't go disrespecting them, calling them bitches. You know, it, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just don't understand it. And, you know, being a parent, and I always say 22, but it's technically about 24 because I'm on, I had a nephew and I was, you know, influential part of his life. And I always say 22, but it's really 24. Being in a, that, that parent game for 24 years, I taught these boys to be respectable. You know, now, when I look at my nieces, yeah, they kind of wild out and stuff like that. You know, I let my sister, you know, do her thing and be a mother. I never really disciplined them like that. I was kind of extremely hands-off because, for me, I don't feel as though a father should really physically discipline his daughter. That's just my beliefs in me. I don't ever recall seeing my father Spank my sister. Now, my mother, hell yeah. So I always have a certain issue about doing that. But again, it goes right back to where I started from. Like, why are these children acting like this? You know, I try my hardest. I don't let my, like, my 16-year-old daughter, I don't, she's not on social media. I try to block that out of her life. I try to block it out of all their lives. You know, I monitor what they watch on television. And, it, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And I'm guessing, I mean, and we even put them in um, charter schools, so that's kind of like a, Pub, public charter school is kind of like a private public school in a sense. You got to get accepted there and all this and that. But we, we tried to get them out of the system so they won't be around 
that type of environment. But it still doesn't matter. They still come home because Lord knows my 17-year-old, I mean, God damn. You know, I, I done had to take him to the woodshed about three or four times. And I'm like, dude, this shouldn't be happening. Because when I look at my, my biologicals, the, the three boys I got, probably, they probably hasn't, haven't received an ass whipping from me since single digits. And I'm like, you're 17. Why, why do I have to keep having duplicate conversations with you to get you to do things? Just to get you to do the right thing. I'm not, you know, and like I told him the other day, I'm not, I'm not asking you to cut off a finger. I'm asking you to take out the trash. You know, it's things like that. You know, and I think back when I was young, my mother never, my father never had to constantly remind me at 17 years old to step the fuck up. Never. But even when I look at my 20-year-old and my 22-year-old, I, I ride down like a fucking bike on the same thing. And I don't know what's going on with this youth generation, but it's, it's crazy how you constantly, constantly have to tell them to step the fuck up. And I find myself in a bind because unfortunately, one of my personality traits is that I treat everybody the same. So like, the same way I talk to my son is the same way I talk to my daughter. Now my mother told me, well, hey, you're gonna have to take it a little easy on the girls because they girls. Now, this is the crazy part to that. Take it easy on the girls because they girls. But doesn't that go against the whole uh, equal rights shit? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Women want to be treated equal to men on a job, in sports, in anything. I just thought I'd throw that out there because I just want to make sure I'm not wrong. But when she said, hey, you need to curb the way you deal with her because you're breaking her heart. She's a girl. She's sensitive. She's a delicate flower. All right. I give you that. But how else should I handle a child going to school for three to four weeks and come home with two Fs. Of course I'm going to hit the fucking ceiling. You ain't even been in there long and you failing already, which means you're starting off slow. You're not focused. You're off the whole summer and go back to school and well, no, she wasn't even off the whole summer because she had summer school, so she probably was off like a month. Go back, and you're still unfocused. Now, you had to go to summer school for the same thing, but then you go back to school and with the same mentality to get your ass put in summer school to begin with. But I'm told, yo, you're too harsh. Okay. So... If I'm hard, because this is another thing. After I had that conversation with my mother, I decided to say, you know what? You're right. I'm going to let their mom deal with them. Because right now we have four girls and three boys in the house. I said, okay. I'll let you deal with the females. I'll deal with the males. But, it's you know, it's a saying that women can only focus on one thing at a time, right? So if that's the case, you're not, as a mother, you're not going to catch everything that the child does because you're not vigilant. Your eyes aren't constantly rolling around the room 
to check on that when you have multiple kids. Now, I'll give a mother the respect and say, when you have one child, right, so you in the room and Lord Junior crawling on the floor and he is going to pick up, I don't know, a piece of food off the floor that's been sitting there for weeks, right? Why is sitting there? I don't know. I guess you don't clean up. I don't know. So he goes to pick it up, and the mother sees it and instantly runs over there. But most of the time, through my experiences, I ain't talking about with the woman I'm with today. I'm talking about in life experience. I've seen a lot of women fail at that shit alone, and I end up catching it. And like, yo, the kid was about to eat an old-ass french fry. Oh, little Bobby, why you doing that? That's nasty. Because she's not focused on him. So if the father is the disciplinary and the mother is the caregiver, why in the hell should I be ultra or uber sensitive to disciplining my daughters or even having to put that category or put them in a group and say, hey, woman, you handle them, I handle the boys. That Brady Bunch shit was a bunch of bullshit. I'm going to keep it real. Nothing runs that smoothly. We all know that. It's entertainment. It's television. All right? In a real household with all them fucking kids, that shit would be haywire. You know how I know? Because I live it every day. Sibling rivalries, all of that shit. Every day. So... I'm trying to take the Brady Bunch approach and say, okay, you deal with the girls, I'll deal with the boys. What is it, Jan and I forgot his fucking name. I think it was Greg or some shit. No, those are the kids. I don't know the father's names, the mother and father's name. Nevertheless, I try to take that approach, but that shit just ain't working. Because in all honesty, me, myself, I've had expectations of myself when it comes to parenting. Now, when it comes to other people parenting, I kind of have the basics of expectations of them, which is discipline your kids, teach your kids, show your kids, raise your kids. Those type of things are parent or parental basics. So rather I'm with the woman I'm with today, the woman I'm I'm with tomorrow, the woman I was with in the past, that's my train of thought. That's how I think because I think we can all agree that when you go and make a child, it's both parents' responsibility to do all four of those. So Here's my thing. I do so much of all of that that I really honestly have my woman's back on all of that shit when it comes to raising kids. I, I have no problem with that. But then here's another thing that that where that I mess up on. So, and I was even told this in the beginning where I had... um spent so much time dealing with the kids and disciplining them and raising them and teaching them and spending all this time with them that I didn't have time for my relationship. So I kind of left her to the side because I'm chasing down six kids all day. You know, before I went to work, go to work, come home, and and I'm back on the same thing. (laughs) Now, when they first got here, I had to instill a healthy fear of who I am, why I'm here, why you here, what my relationship is to your mother, and where I plan on going on with this. And once I instilled that, I said to myself, okay, now I can focus on being her man. But here's the problem with that. We had our own child together. Right? 
So when that happened, that took me another two years step back because now we don't even have time to focus on each other because we focused on this baby. Then what happens? You move forward. You done got to the point where the baby, you know, is is getting set in her way. She's two going, she'll be three in uh, uh, January. And we getting her set in her ways or whatever. But I know that in, in a situation right now, for example, so I'm out here. I've, I've stated this before on my last podcast that, you know, I'm job searching and things like that. You know, I stay home with my daughter, whatever the case may be. So I'm job searching and things like that. She goes to college Monday, no, what is it, Tuesday through Saturday. Right, she got this crazy schedule, and she works 12 hours on Mondays and Fridays. When I start working 9 to 5, I'm praying that, you know, we could see enough of one another. Or whatever schedule I work, you know, I was even willing to take a job that was, I was getting off 11 something at night or something like that. It was something crazy. But, you know, when you have a blended family and you trying to make things work, man, it's like every time you think you've jumped the last hurdle, here comes another fucking hurdle. You know, and I, I I made, you know, I was sitting there um, <clears throat> thinking, you know, today was my brother's birthday, and um, my brother passed back in 2006. So, you know, I was sitting there, and, you know, I was going through the motions. You know, it's, it's kind of an emotional day for me, and... um Basically, you know, I'm sitting here like, damn, you know, I wish he was here. I wish I could celebrate with him. And, you know, we could do something together because, you know, I I really miss my brother. So I got to thinking and I was like, man, you know what? I got a crazy ass life sometimes, you know, when I, I really look at it. You know, I give everything to everybody. I'm not selfish. I've never been raised to be that way. And I'll give up my home, you know, if somebody needed it. And I was thinking, I said, you know, I posted this post. It said, you never know true pain until you've given everything possible that you have and God still overlooks you. Now, put on there that I was feeling like King Solomon going crazy like Noah, feeling crucified and sacrificed like Jesus, waiting on Gabriel's horn. Now, I know a lot of folks are probably looking at that and like, what? You know, that's blasphemy. How dare you compare yourself to Jesus? Jesus was a man the last time I checked. It doesn't matter whose son he is. He was on this earth as a man. He came here as a man. Period. Okay? So before I get any flooded emails about that shit, Jesus Christ was a human being. Okay? He wasn't an entity. He wasn't a ghost. He was a human being. All right? So please, no hate mail. But what I meant by feeling like King Solomon right about now is that, you know, he had everything. He had everything. Then he gave it all up. And God blessed him, right? So I done gave up everything. Where's my blessing? I guess I'm still waiting in line for it. You know, and then I said I was going crazy like Noah because, correct me if I'm wrong, after all the shit that Noah went through, 
with the flood and all, he went crazy. He went plum fucking crazy out of his mind. And here I am feeling like I'm on the ark. I done took in the woman and her kids. I'm out back growing fucking vegetables and shit. I got two animals, two cats, two dogs. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, it's, I feel like I'm nowhere. Like, I'm waiting on my next order. Like, what the fuck am I to do now? Okay, I did all of this. I did what you asked me to do. What the fuck I do? What, what do I do now? Because that, that's kind of confusing to me. And it is enough to drive you crazy when you sit there and you blend a family, you fall in love, you know. And before I go any further, let me just say this. Yes, I love my family. Yes, I love my woman. And I pray that nobody ever doubts that or you don't, hopefully you don't get that from my tone or the way I speak of them or anything like that. No, I love my family and I love my, my kids, my woman. I'm, I'm happy. But I could be happier. That's the whole thing. All right. So, like I said, Noah lost his fucking mind, right? Then I say I'm being sacrificed or crucified like Jesus. Now, let me get this clear. And the reason why I say that is because I've given up everything to my first kid's mother. I've been arrested. I've been taken up for child support. She took full custody of my kids and kept them from me. She talked negatively about me to my children. Of course, that shit gets back. So women stop doing that because it gets back to the man. It got back to me. Here I got a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old that's about to be 21 in November, and a 22-year-old, right? that I still pay child support for. That they never fucking got a dime of that money. Never. Right? So, when you talk about the ultimate sacrifice, that is the ultimate sacrifice. I've given her everything I could possibly give for those boys. Kept it real, kept it nice, kept it sweet. And she still threw me beyond under the bus, train, boat, plane, whatever the fuck, bridge, mountain, everything possible. I can't catch a break with that shit. I can go win the fucking Powerball and give her $90 million and she'll still leave child support on her. And my kids are, well, they're not even kids. They're grown-ass fucking men. Sacrifices. Let's go further. I sacrifice things for my stepchildren. And it seems like sometimes that don't get me nowhere even in my own, own household. Now, I'm the head of the household, right? And Chris Rock said this joke. It was fucking funny as shit when I first saw it until now me living it. And I'm like, you know what? That shit's true. Where he said the, the joke about daddy don't get the big piece of chicken. I come home, I work and slave all day, and I don't even get the big fucking piece of chicken. You know, that shit was actually funny. They left him with like a wing or some shit. And even when you look at, uh, what is it, Everybody Hates Chris, I think they did an episode where he came home and they did some shit like that. You know, and the funny thing about it is people do things and they don't expect it to affect you because you're a man and you're dad and you should be strong and you can make it through. I came home from the grocery store one night uh, me and my woman came home, and I see a picture on the refrigerator. 
and it had all the kids' names. Had my woman name, but it didn't have my name on it. So when I said, what the hell is this shit? Oh, no, Dad, I was going to put you on there, but I said, what the fuck type of shit is this? What, what type of Mickey Mouse shit is this? I mean, really, you go and you write everybody on a fucking paper, but you can't put D-A-D. Three simple letters that a fucking one-year-old could say. That's pretty fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. Given the fact that I've opened up and sacrificed everything for you, and you can't even put my name on a shitty piece of paper just to make me feel proud. Wow, that's pretty fucked up. Okay, so then we go from that to waiting on Gabriel's horn. Now, if you don't know, if you've never read the Bible, I read it. It was New York's bestseller. Nonetheless, it states that when God comes, you'll hear Gabriel's horn. And I'm waiting to hear his horn because I'm like, yo, this must be the end of days when kids don't have no respect. Women are on TV fucking fighting, teaching the kids that that's how you resolve shit. Boxers being paid $300, 400000000 a fight. Again, teaching kids that's how you make money, right? Seeing black people get shot down in the street by police. The United States becoming a police state. Uh, it, it, you know, all types of shit. So I'm just like, man, would that nigga fucking blow this horn? Because I stated before, you know, about my people suffering and things like that. And I'm just like, man, god damn, man, enough is enough. Enough is enough. You know, and I'm just really sitting back waiting on the horn. Because, hey, everything in life doesn't go good for everybody. And everybody not going to be happy. I do understand that. And you have to find certain things or find happiness in certain things. Rather, it's a rolling a fucking slinky down the steps. If that's what makes you happy and give you that child's laugh again, hey, knock yourself out. Roll the fucking slinky down the steps. But in an adult world, besides my music and things like that, I actually look to my family to put a smile on my face. And, you know, if you don't look to your family to put a smile on your face, then why do you have one? You know, my daughter makes me smile. My stepkids make me smile when they do the right thing. Leave it to them, they never do anything right. That's not 100% correct. You do do things right, but you do more wrong shit than you do right. So your wrong shit is going to always outweigh the right shit. So, you know, me, I'm pretty wise I'm an analytical type of person. You know, I try to teach these kids. I tell them every day, you know, I'm your time machine. If you want to know what's going to happen in your future, ask me. I could tell you how it's going to play out. Because I've been there, done that. 
But a lot of times, you know, they sit back and they think you bullshitting them. And they'd rather just take their advice from their friends. The one thing I learned growing up is there's no such thing as friends. Now, I will say this. I believe in brotherhood, but I don't believe in friendship. I think that's a man-made word that has no success rate. All that, uh, that's my best friend. and I, No, there's no such thing as a best friend. It's a sisterhood or a brotherhood. Period, point blank. Everybody else is irrelevant. Any and everybody that I went to school with, for example, in Baloo, I don't talk to on a daily basis. They don't come to my house. We don't go out for drinks. We don't go out to eat. We don't double date. Never been to nobody from Baloo's wedding. So, and I'm talking about the class that I graduated with and everybody else that I, you know, from 10th grade all the way up to graduation. So, those people aren't my friends. They're associates. I have an extremely small brotherhood. And fortunately, it, it doesn't consist of anyone I grew up with in my neighborhood. It's people I met and bury farms. And they, you know, that, that neighborhood took me in as one of their own when I was young. I respected them, they respected me. Anybody that I'm close to, no, let me rephrase that. I do have one to two that I grew up with. But due to circumstances beyond our control, they had to move. You know, one of them had some issues and the other one had to move. Nonetheless, they moved to New York or whatever the case may be. But we stayed in contact. And I still, I, I would lay my life down for my best brother. But all these other cats, no. So I try to teach my kids that when you following these people you go to school with and you hang around and you talk to every day, those people are not going to be in your future. They're only there for the moment. Only there for the moment. And when you really get into some shit or whatever, they're not going to be there for you. I'm a grown man and I still, I, I don't have friends I can go to Shit, if my lights was off, them bitches is just off. I don't have a friend I can go to or whatever and say, hey, can I get a couple of dollars? My lights is off. No, it don't, it, life don't work like that. So I try to teach my kids that, you know, family first. Now, don't get me wrong. I do understand that family will fuck you first, too. That will happen. That is very true. But your immediate, immediate family should never want to fuck you over. And what I be, mean by immediate, your mother, your father, your brothers and sisters, sisters, they, they should never do that. Expect that shit from cousins, aunts, and uncles. But your immediate people that's in that house that you're raised in, that shit should never happen. I would never fuck my sister over. I would have never fucked my brother over, my mother or my father. Those should be the people you can trust the most. Not some random ass person out in the street. Because if you can't trust your father, then what the fuck? If you can't trust your mother, 
And a lot of times these mothers out here, hey, yo, y'all worse than crooked cops. Now, I will admit, it's some females out here, man, for the love of money or do any goddamn thing. Why that shit is that important to you is beyond me. But it's a lot of y'all out here that's this just, just downright fucking trifling. So, I mean, only thing I can say is, you know, hey, family first, family first, family first. You know, I love spending holidays with my family. Although Thanksgiving ain't really shit to get thanks for when you fucked around and you find out that, okay, yeah, they gave them, uh, they gave the Indians fucking blankets with, what the fuck was it, smallpox on that shit and killed all their ass? That ain't cool. I don't want to eat over that shit. And then Christmas, come on, man. We already know who run that. We already know. You know, Santa, Satan, whatever. Halloween, the same shit. I I remember I told somebody, I said, man, you know what? The holidays are funny. Like, every month have its theme. And it's all a theme to get your ass in the store to, to spend money so that the retailer can boost their numbers for, you know, whatever quarter they in. And that's that's what helps the economy and shit like that. Because trust me, if if everybody stayed home on Christmas and nobody went shopping, man, yo, that fourth quarter shit will have a hole in it so deep. Them motherfucking retailers will be bankrupt in the sun, bitch. Then that's real. You think about it, January, what did you got? Uh, President's Day sales and shit like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, where they set it up to where whatever you really didn't want or you didn't get in Christmas, hey, get it on this uh, President's Day sale. Then February has Valentine's Day. All right, cool. Buy all this candy for your woman. Some flowers, too. Get some cars. Go to the hotel. Do all this shit, right? Travel. Uh what we got? March, St. Patrick's Day. Get fucking drunk. Get stupid boy wasted on alcohol. This fucking high shit with taxes, right? They raised the taxes. I know Maryland used to have one tax. Now they got like two fucking taxes on um on liquor now, which is crazy. Uh, then what we got? February, uh, March, April. April is like, what is it, spring or some shit? I'm trying to remember if April has anything in it. Let me check and see. It's probably going to be some weird ass. Oh, well, April Fools. Well, that don't really count. That Well, you got tax day. Um, oh, fuck, Easter. I almost missed that. Oh, my God. Whoo, that shit right there is funny. But, yeah, so they got Easter. You go buy the candy again. You just bought candy in fucking February. Now you're buying candy in fucking April. Cards and all that shit, clothes, going to church, faking the funk, whatever, to sit there and get your kids more fucking cavities. Then May. Uh, what we got in May? Mother's Day. Same difference. Candy cards. Bullshit. June, what we got in June? Let me see. Father's Day. I should know that. I'm a father. I don't even follow that shit. Same difference. Shop, shop, shop. Cards and cards and shop and bullshit. Let's go to July. Fourth of July. Then that's the dumbest shit ever because you spending money on fire. Right. Fire, right? So then we're going to go from July to August. What we got in August? Let me see. Is August the only fucking... Oh, shit. August might be by itself. 
Yeah, August the only one that don't have no fucking holiday. Thank you, Jesus. So you get a break. You get a break from the bullshit. Then September is Labor Day. Cookout time. Barbecue, barbecue, spend money, spend money. Motherfuckers buy shit for Labor Day, flags and all this other shit. Then you go to October. That's Halloween. Everybody's favorite fucking holiday. You dress up, buy shitty costumes, and fucking candy. Right? Another reason to ruin your kids' teeth. Then you got November. You got Thanksgiving. And you got Veterans Day. So, damn, they double whammy you there. Oh, and I forgot in January, fuck, they had uh, New Year's. Alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. So, November, like I say, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving. Money, 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 money. December, the ultimate. Christmas. I mean, come on, people. We all know it's the American way. That's just the way it is. And that's just the way it is. It's, it's, it's going to have to be. You know, but, you know, I, I, you know, to wrap it up, I'm just going to say this, man. You know, having a blended family is, is a, a, a gift to the, to the opposite that don't have or to the children that don't have. But the parents need to understand that in order for that shit to truly work, it don't always have to be the step-parent with the children. It has to be the parents with the parents. And to sit down and the, the, the parent with the children need to explain to the kids that, yo, you need to respect this person because this person is the person that's taking you in, that's loving you and caring for you when your deadbeat wasn't, if that's the case. If that's the case, if it's not the case that the parent, the opposite parent isn't a deadbeat, okay, that person still took, the, took you and your kids in. You need to explain to them kids the importance of respecting that individual, period. You know, being a stepfather or stepmom is not an easy job. But we're forced to do it because especially as men, with a shortage of men, there's a lot of women out here looking for them. That's why they're willing to take side chick jobs and shit like that because they know that it's hard to find a man out here, especially a good man. So when, you know, they, they creep up on you and they find one, they, you know, they're happy. But if you happy, act happy, be happy, love happy, care happy, understand happy, do everything happy. Don't just do that shit once a week or twice a week. Do that shit the whole time. You know, the mother and father role is extremely important in the kids' lives. I personally feel like there's, there's two separate lanes and they shouldn't be crossed. That's my personal opinion. The mother needs to be the caregiver. The father needs to be the disciplinary, period. But I don't agree with fathers hitting their daughters. I, I, I just can't agree with that. Um, but like I said, man, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here because um, it's almost time for me to go. But if you have any questions, any suggestions, anything like that, please hit me up at the Casey on the B show at gmail.com and, you know, let me know what it is you had to say. Also, if you follow any of my music, you can check me out on SoundCloud. Uh, Casey on the beat at SoundCloud at Bandcamp and on Reverb Nation. And again, you know, I got things on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Snapchat. Like I said, I'm new to Snapchat, so bear with me with that. And then also follow the Casey on the beat show on iTunes. Uh, I have it hooked up with iTunes and, you know, also on SoundCloud. The Casey on the beat show is on SoundCloud, and then Casey on the beat is on SoundCloud for the music. So on iTunes, though, look me up, download the podcast. They're free. It doesn't, it doesn't cost anything. Um, and some of my music on SoundCloud also is free on SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, and Bandcamp. So I don't really, you know, always charge for all of my music, but some of the stuff I actually do. And then you can look me up on Facebook, too, at uh, Casey on the Beats. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. And until next time, this is the Casey on the Beat Show. Follow me.